Christmas won't be Christmas without presents. You're not wrong. Uh, Joe, you should see the tree at the king's house. The Amazon boxes are already stacked waist high. It is so dreadful to be poor. Dreadful? We watched the Pride and Prejudice miniseries one time, and it's like she's an entirely different person. Well, we can't all communicate in grunts like you, Joe. I'm sorry, Amy. Are you feeling degraded? Joe. Oh my god, I said that like one time when I was eight, and it's not even that funny. Amy, Joe, the Christmas message. Oh, right. Poor Beth's been waiting here patiently the whole time. Sorry, Beth. I don't mind. Are you warm enough, honey? Do you want that blanket? I'm fine. Beth, sit with me. Joe, scoot over. Thanks, Ames. So, what's in all the boxes, Meg, at work? What noisy toys are the king kids going to torture you with this year? Oh, like they'd tell me. I mean, I went to high school with Sally, and her parents still treat me like a total stranger. I bet Sally's getting a new car for Christmas. You're thinking too small. I bet they get her one of those insane Birkin bags that cost like a billion dollars. I'd ask for a pony. That's a classic rich kid Christmas wish. She's been hinting that she asked for a trip to Paris, actually. Paris? Ugh, I could just die of jealousy. Think of the art. Think of the shopping. Heck, think of the food. And you know if she asked, they'll give it to her. Some girls have everything and then some. We have each other, though. And Marmy and Daddy. And our health. But we haven't got Dad. And we might not have him again for a long time. Joe, you should write another Christmas play for us. It's a tradition. There wouldn't be anyone in the audience, though. Dad's away and Marmy has to work. I still think it would be fun. Mm. The last play wasn't very Christmassy, either. Ghosts aren't just for Halloween, Amy. That doesn't explain why I always have to play the boy. Meg's my leading lady, and Beth's too shy. No offense. None taken. I've been asking to play a tree for years. I think I'm getting a little old for our plays anyway. But you're our best actress. I'm exhausted, Joe. It's hard to muster much creative energy after running around with two little kids all day. Crabby old Aunt March is no picnic either. Hey, I'm the one who has to go to the most oppressive high school in the known universe. Girls, can we save the who has it the worst contest for after the holidays? It's not very festive. Beth's right. We'd better snap out of our pity party before we start our Christmas message for Dad. Yeah. Can we record it now? Sure. Oh, shoot. What? It's been recording this entire time. Joe, we can't send Dad this. I don't know how to edit. Meg, why did you let her be in charge of this? Cut it out. Just turn it off and turn it back on again. I think it's working now. Hi, Dad. Hi, Hi, Dad. Merry Christmas, Daddy. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. We're going to try to call you on Christmas, but just in case we can't, we wanted to send you something to wish you a happy holiday. We miss you so, so much. Marmy said someone on your base could help with a video call, though. Dad, 
I'm finally on winter break now. It is really not fun to be the only one who goes to school around here. So can I just say... Marmy's had a lot of volunteer hours to cover with the holiday and all. So we put up the decorations for her. It's going to be a surprise. It was Beth's idea. Everyone helped. It looks beautiful. I gave the pickle ornament a place of honor, Dad. I know it's your favorite. It's not the same without you. Yeah, who's going to take one bite out of all the Santa cookies this year, even though we're way too old for that? We liked that you did it anyway. I taught myself how to play Silent Night on the piano. Which is an especially impressive feat when you remember how out of tune that piano is. Oh, speaking of pianos, we should tell him the hot gossip. We saw a huge box getting moved in next door, and Marmy said there's a grand piano inside. But that's not even the real news. It belongs to Mr. Lawrence's grandson. He's moving in next door. Can you imagine living with that grumpy old man? He brought the cat back when she ran away. And he still gives off a real Ebenezer Scrooge vibe. Marmy says he's nice. Marmy gets along with everyone. I think it's terribly romantic. An orphaned boy. Isn't he, like, my age? 20? An orphaned boy. Moving in with his mysterious wealthy grandfather at Christmas time. And he plays the piano too. I heard that his mother was an Italian countess. It's just like Pride and Prejudice. Netherfield Park is let at last. Marmy's home. We are going to wrap this message up and say hi to her. We wish you were here too. Love you. Bye, Bye. Dad. Love you. I love you, Dad. Merry Christmas. I love you. We're all praying for you. Joe? Joe, honey? Yeah, Marmy? What are you doing up here? Couldn't sleep. I'm just playing around on the computer, trying to figure out how to edit stuff on this program. Maybe we could send some videos to Dad. (laughs) Good idea. I know he'd love that. Tomorrow is going to be a weird day. Mm Mm-hmm. First Christmas without all of us together. I know. I feel the same way. But there'll be other Christmases. But. What? Not so many other Christmases. I mean, Meg will get married. Do you know something I don't? Uh, no, I'm being hypothetical. Meg will get married and have her own family, and so will Amy. And they'll have their own homes and their own lives and their own in-laws who want them to spend Christmas in Arizona. Arizona? Marmy! Okay, I guess I see what you mean. But what about you and Beth? What about me and Beth? We'll be here. Is that what you want for your sister? No, of course not. I have big dreams for Beth, but I guess I don't know how to imagine her future. And you don't think you'll ever have a family of your own? No, I don't know. I can't imagine it. I have a hard enough time making friends, let alone finding someone who might want to be with me like that. What do you think? I think you're having a hard time with Dad being overseas, and you're catastrophizing. It wouldn't be a catastrophe if I was single forever. Oh, I agree, of course. But instead of worrying about the future, why don't you focus on something positive you can share with your dad? Hearing about your life really lifts his spirits. Why don't you tell him something about your writing? There's nothing to tell! You should send him some pages from that novel you've been working so hard on. No, Dad's smart. 
I don't want him to see my writing yet. It's not ready. It's not fit for human consumption. You're awfully hard on yourself. You hold yourself to a very high standard. If that was true, you'd think I'd mess up a lot less. <laughs> I have a voicemail from your father. I was going to save it to play for you all tomorrow morning, since the other girls are already asleep. But if you want, you can listen to it now. Just don't tell your sisters you got the jump on them. Okay, yeah, I won't. Thanks, Marmy. Hi, girls. Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for the message. I keep listening to it, and it makes me smile and laugh every time. I, I miss you so much, especially right now at Christmas time. It doesn't really feel Christmassy here, but I'm working with some great people. You know, some of them are the same age as you, and that only makes me think of you more. I I'm trying to be a dad to them. I'm, I'm trying to do good here. It's not easy. I do feel like it was what I was called to do, but I miss you. And I know it's not easy for you, either. You've had to be so patient with your old man. I appreciate all the emails. They really keep me going. Keep me updated, yeah? Meg, hang in there with the Kings. I know it's a pain-in-the-butt job, but you're so close to finishing your degree and getting to start your real career. Joe, don't let Aunt March get to you. She's like that with everyone. Beth, don't take on more than you need to at home, honey. Save time to practice your piano and do other things you enjoy. And Miss Amy, don't talk back to Mr. Davis. Yes, Marmy told me about what happened before break. We all know he's a miserable old fart, but you won't be in his class much longer. You get through it. I'd better wrap this up now. We're getting ready for our Christmas service. I thank you every day and pray for you every night. Love you, girls. Bye for now. Are you working on your writing? No, I was messing around with editing stuff. Is the food ready? Yes, but... Sweet! First dibs on the drumsticks. The food is ready, but that isn't what I came here to talk about. Okay. Marmy's working late. What? Like, really, really late. No way, that stinks. It's Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It's Christmas. There are tons of people at the center with nowhere else to go. Oh. And nothing to eat. I think Marmy spent all of her work lunch money on the books that she gave us for Christmas. She's been bringing peanut butter sandwiches every day for like the past month. We told her no presents this year. But of course, she bought us something anyway. It's Marmy. Were you really surprised to see something with your name on it under the tree? No. To be honest, I was only surprised it wasn't signed from Santa. Dad totally would have signed it from Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Beth had one of her ideas. Of course she did. That's Beth. She was born to make the rest of us look bad. She thinks that we should pack up all the food and bring it to the other volunteers. Apparently, they haven't saved any food for themselves. Typical. I talked to Amy about it. And? She was sad to give up the fancy bread Hannah baked. The cranberry orange one? It is so good. It's Amy's favorite. I know. Everyone knows. She packed it up herself. Even got a stick of butter out of the fridge to go with it. She has her moments. Oh, Joe. Come on! I'm kidding! Of course I love Amy. Well? Well what? 
It's a great idea. It's classic Beth. I'd be a fool not to agree. It'll make Marmy's Christmas. And the other volunteers have always been so kind to us, even during all that drama last year. I knew you'd agree. But you still have to come downstairs. You're the only one brave enough to use the electric turkey knife. Oh, heck yeah. This is my time to shine. Hi, Dad. Thanks for calling us back. Sorry the video call didn't work out, but we'll try again sometime. Marmy showed me how to leave an internet voicemail for you. Amy, let Beth talk to... Hey, Dad. We wanted to tell you what happened yesterday. So, Marmy had to work super late because there were so many people who needed help at the center. I guess Christmas is a busy day for them, which makes sense, you know, and it's so cold out. Okay, anyway, Miss Beth here decided we should bring all our special Christmas food to the volunteers since they didn't have anything to eat. I was pretty bummed to sacrifice the cranberry orange bread, but it was for the greater good. Oh, you didn't complain at all. It was really very noble. Well, it was worth it because Marmy was very surprised and happy when she saw us walk in with all these big covered trays of food. You should have seen her face. We only stayed for a few hours, though. It was so packed there. I would have liked to stay for longer. Marmy didn't think that was a good idea. Sure, but I would have liked to stay. We didn't even get to see the kids open their presents. There were a lot of sick people. I can handle a cold. Of course. But can we tell Dad what happened? Of course. Sorry. Dad, so we thought we'd make like a craft macaroni and cheese microwave some frozen veggies and call it a night, food-wise. But when we got home, there was so much food. Even more than we had to start with in the first place. Much, much more. Fancy little roast chickens and crispy Brussels sprouts and those baby potatoes you know I love. Plus a huge gorgeous salad with pomegranate seeds and like a chocolate cake with white frosting that looked exactly like snow, and real holly on top. You can see all the pictures on my Instagram. I barely filter them. Can you get Instagram? I bet you can. Look at the pictures. What was I saying? The food? Oh, okay. So, we were so confused. Like, where did this food come from? Hannah's amazing, but even she couldn't pull a meal that big off that quickly. Beth guessed it was fairies, and I guess Santa Claus. I was kidding. I was not. Meg and Joe guessed Marmy had pulled together another surprise. I think that would have been a Christmas miracle. Even Marmy can only be in one place at one time. But, Hannah said, Mr. Lawrence's grandson saw us walking out with all the food and asked her where we were taking it. So Hannah told this random guy, Amy, he is our neighbor. Hannah told this random neighbor guy what happened, and when he told his grandpa... The old man had it all sent over from some fancy catering service in Boston. Can you believe it? I kind of can't believe it. And I was there. I wonder if he's always been this nice or if his grandson's making him that way. I wonder what kind of favors he had to call in to make that happen. Who calls in catering orders on Christmas? And it arrived from an hour away. Plus, the food was still hot. Spooky. Clearly the work of elves. You should have seen it, Dad. It was like we were the Cratchit family in A Christmas Carol. But I look even better in fingerless gloves than Tiny Tim. Gosh, I hope we get to see the grandson soon. We don't even know what he looks like. 
Amy's basically gone full rear window trying to catch a glimpse. Joe says I'm a huge creep, but you'd be curious too, Dad. Better wrap this up or the file will be too big. Check out those articles I emailed you if you get a chance, Dad, and let me know what you think. Bye. And don't forget to look at those food photos on my Insta. Love you. Bye. Little Women, a modern audio drama, is written by Shannon Camp, based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rowhead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.